Welcome to No Room for Phonies. Episode 55. 55. Last one of 2021. So, and we're going to talk about courage for changing times. Sounds great. But before we do that, I want to introduce you to, we did drink mulled wine at Christmas. It was lovely. I like the recipe that you found. It was simpler, straightforward, but nice. Yeah. And, uh. Had a little brandy, which you substituted. No, I used brandy. Did you? In okay. the end, yeah. I was going to use um, Cointreau, but... Okay, but anyway, it was very good. But that ends our sort of tiptoe through cocktail lane. Um, <laughs> that's a thing. And so um, during the year of 2022, I, the book I'm recommending this time is the book Green Lights by Matthew McConaughey. It's a memoir. I've only heard the first chapter. so Right. But in it, he talks about green light moments in his... Um, and he gives like kind of like advice through it and things he's learned in his life. And he kept journals. And so he goes back and says, these are the goals are set. And this is how I got to where I am. And anyway, and he came from pretty poor, like, mm-hmm. right, whatever. So I wanted to challenge us in the the two weeks in between podcasts to feel our green light moments our moments where you're kind of like um I want to like I want to do this this seems right for me I'm going to push to get this to happen Mm -hmm. like those kinds of green light moments and share them yes and then do we share when there were red lights and we hit the wall you can, but I would rather stay positive. So I'm going to give well, did an... did he have all of his moments were green lights? I, the ones he talked, like he didn't talk about red light moments. Okay, got it. Right? He looked for ways to get better, to move forward. Got to, it. Okay. Well, I have and like to, at one moment... I have to finish reading the There's book, a so. moment where he's like at a stop, a red light... Mm-hmm. And he and his partner, his like who becomes his wife, decide mm-hmm. something, and the light turns green, and it's uh, like, oh, that's a green light moment. <laughs> like it's very. There's yeah. some funny thoughts to it too, Sounds but I good. wanted to share like my kind of green light moment for this just this last little while is, I read something about conversational intelligence, and um, which we are very good at. <laughs> <laughs> we are. Um, Anyway, this Judith Glazer, who is uh, was an anthro- organizational anthropologist, called the hardwired and learned ability to connect, engage, and navigate with others conversational intelligence. And when we learn to communicate in ways that create a shared concept of reality, we then we enhance our relationships and health and overall well-being. So a well, green, my green light moment is that I want to read about and learn about and work on my own conversational intelligence. So knowing when to say something, knowing when not to say something, you know, I think we all have those moments when you're in a conversation in a, at a party <laughs> or something and you're like, oh, I shouldn't have said that. Should I say that? Should I not say that? And I, so I just want to. Um, when I've looked it up so far online, it's a lot about marketing. 
Like how oh. to get people to buy things well, I don't... by using conversational intelligence, right? Yeah. Because but you... how about we steer that towards just positive relationship? Yeah. yeah. Well, that's what this is talking about. So okay. that's my green light moment. And so if you don't have a green light moment, you don't. I'm going to look for green light moments because I think they exist if you... Yeah, I need open. to I need to read McConaughey's yeah, book so or that listen I really to understand. It. It's well, cool. audiobook. It's yeah. actually cool to listen to it because he's um yeah. yeah. So anyway, and my podcast discovery goes kind of on the line of the conversational intelligence because it's called Small Things Often. It's the Gottman Institute and it's I've list I listen to like one every night now and it's like um, successful long-term relationships are created through small words, world, words, small gestures, and small acts. So it's about keeping your relationship with your spouse, with whoever. A lot of it is about your spouse. Right, but it can be with family and by these or... small things often. Mm-hmm. So just thinking of things to say or do for your spouse that. So it's a really cool podcast. And I actually will come back with actually some ideas from that podcast Mm -hmm. the next time because it it is pretty cool. So the problem is I usually listen to it when I'm falling asleep. And so it's hard. Sometimes I don't. I have to go back (laughs) and re-listen to things. If I'm falling asleep while I'm listening to a podcast, it doesn't always stick. But anyway, Um, the concept I think is just really really cool i'm gonna have to listen to some because yeah. i listen to podcasts when i wake up early in the morning yeah and can't it's a real asleep, it's a real so. it's actually really really cool um so courage for changing times and i thought we can just start by talking about why i have discovered in my life so many times over and over again that change is so hard for people I most think- people are not seeking well, I, I thought you were talking about, going to be about yourself, like change is hard for yourself. What do you mean? I don't like, know what you're talking about. You started about. a sentence, in my life I thought that change is so hard, and then you said no. for other people. <laughs> no, but I, it is hard for everybody, yeah. but I have learned to be more flexible and adaptable Yes. in my life because I've had to, because of things that have happened to me, right? Mm-hmm. But for some people, it is really I see what you're saying. What they're saying. And I I believe overall change is hard. Nobody wants to, like... No, exactly. It's, it's A lot of change is unpleasant is and unpleasant hard. Or and, we make it unpleasant. Right. So, more, and I... We make it more I guess the question is, to. like, why is that so hard? And, and, I mean, we've been learning, we've been reading and listening to a bit about brain science that ba- basically says... We're hardwired to be a certain way, and so and if we want to and to resist change, mm-hmm. so if we want to be different, then it's work, right? Like actually trying something new and and it actually burns energy, like mm-hmm. brain, like brain energy. I mean, it's all energy, but it it that's why it can be fatiguing. It's, and it's, establishing like a new pattern in your life is really hard, right? Yes, like. And because we tend to be a little lofty and choose some like huge changes. Sometimes, if it's a change that we're seeking, right? Then sometimes we go over and above like a goal that's lofty. And yeah, we might make it there, but it 
It's well, I mean, the easiest one is to talk about like use. fitness, right? Yes. Right. Because mm -hmm. if you say, okay, I've never, I haven't worked out for 10 years, but the first thing I'm going to do is start working out an hour a day and never taking any breaks. That's going to be hard. It's to... too way. It's way too hard. No, I know. How about the first thing I'm going to do is make sure I have some kind of comfortable workout clothes and get find the time of day to get used to changing into them and spending 10 minutes doing a basic warm-up and do well, that. Well, and the other thing while. is, I think what happened to me is before I actually started into, like, the has-fit and the workout routine, yeah. I had been walking, like... Yes. Walking like 10,000 steps a day or like wor I worked my way up to yeah. 10,000 Didn't steps take a you day. long for that. And but. I think that in this maybe this world of instant everything, right? That we, we want the instant. We want change to just happen mm -hmm. and we don't want to put necessarily the work into yeah. the cha changing that you know, that's why institutional change is so difficult, right? And that's why you, it's always yeah, about, it's we've always done it this way. Two steps forward and three steps back. Right? Yeah. So... Well, and then that's change that we're choosing, but then there's change that happens to us, and that's where our brain... Like, our brain likes to look for patterns, and then when, uh, when the patterns are interrupted because there's something new that happens and something that we have to do then our brain is like taxed with the job of finding the new pattern and right. trying to make it connect to what we know. That's why we always go back to what we're comfortable with because our brain wants to go back. But well, sometimes and, there isn't something to link back to exactly. Well, and so I think there's that whole work. idea of, you know, really understanding what's within your control and what's outside of your control yeah. and not trying to, to fight it. Or to, to analyze the things that are outside of your control. When someone That's treats... That's fun, though. <laughs> fun for you, sorry. maybe. When I, someone treats you badly... Well, in, no, sorry. Right? Yeah. Instead of just saying, well, I can't control that. I know I didn't do anything to them. Mm -hmm. So I just have to kind of move on. Right? Yep. Like, yep. So anyway... Um, and I think what's important for people is like finding balance between risk and uncertainty and control in your life. Right. Like you have to kind of live in a world where you take a certain amount of risk and that a certain amount of uncertainty is okay. Mm -hmm. But you also have to balance that with, you know, making decisions that are within your control and putting and that when I think that change gets easier when we understand more about setting boundaries in our lives. Because you know that even if this happens or this happens, you have your moral compass, you have your boundaries, you have your values. Yeah. You're going to make decisions within those. Mm -hmm. And so it takes away some of the, oh my God, should I do this? Should I do that? No, I know who I am. I know where I'm heading. Right. And so therefore all the uncertainty and everything kind of and well and then i mean i know there's a lot of us sometimes get comfortable for months or years of not taking risks we kind of like just settle and then you know the the thought of taking a risk is scary and so we don't but then then in other like other people 
and I would like to think we've been like this our whole life, is always looking for some risk, something to do different. Right. Something to challenge. To try, to put your name out there, to get involved in something. And then if it doesn't work out, oh, well, then you just move on. Yeah. And you know that um, you are, like, because you're, you're, um, you have your own set of, like, self-worth, you're not thrown by no. uncertainty. You know that you've got right. what it takes to kind of... Well, and... The other thing I'm thinking about is like I had some I had have some values that were a little bit more on the black and white spec like black and yeah. white when I was in my twenties and thirties. Yes, and I do know that because I lived with them then. So well, yeah, you had some too. In, yeah, we all do. <laughs> but I mean, but anyway, then you know, as I've matured, you know, I look, I see this, I see the gray space, and I open, yeah. I open. But there's still a core value that that hasn't changed it's more of an openness to a, a, a variation maybe on something well and i also think that um un understanding um that learning something new comes with a certain degree of uncertainty right because you're going you might change your mind about something because you're reading something or listening to something yeah. or in you know like you might change your mind mm -hmm. and so are you okay with changing with, with the possibility of right. you know of changing your mind i just i just think that that is just part of mm -hmm. uh, to me that's just part of maturity right yeah like being set in your ways and thinking you know everything which mm -hmm. is a 20 something kind of a thing right and um, I think there's just a difference between being assertive and aggressive in your converse in how you deal with life. So assertive is a positive. Assertive, thing. assertive is positive to yeah. me. Aggressive is no, that's negative. Aggress aggression. Like yeah. I believe this, and I am going to aggressively throw it in your face. But being assertive to me means that. I have my core values and my beliefs and I will not like if backed into a corner where I feel like somebody wants me to do something that's against what I what where my core values are mm -hmm. I will assertively step right. out and say I'm not going to do that. Right. I mean absolutely. Like, and then if others take that as aggression that's on them but just being assertive on its own isn't aggression. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm trying to think of an example of that, like well, being assertive about, about things. About courageous conversations. Yes. Like, you know, this is not... I mean, I as a principal, I had to do it all the time because if I would go into a classroom and things were not working out, I'd have to meet with teachers and say... Yeah. And they could take that as me being aggressive and attacking them when, in fact, it was to, assertive. And, and, and you were trying to build them up. And, and, I mean, my thing was always, you know, this doesn't seem to be working out well because there was usually a problem. Like yes. the kids were whatever. And well, so, even how you used to deal with the bullies when, when you had a bully and a victim together in your office. And how you would have those types of conversations. Yes, like, like, you know, like, 
there's percentage of blame, like there's percentage of blame in a problem. And when someone is actually being a bully. They can I'm, be 100%. Like, yeah, the they victim can doesn't be. have to have anything. No, they no. could just be 100%. And I, I mean, part of me thinking about this courage for changing times is all this really difficult stuff that's going on right now about vaccinated and unvaccinated yeah. and people who are refusing to get vaccinated and and how that's impacting and people families are, and how that's impacting people being able to interact interact as families and you know and, and but just both, but the both world side, itself. but both sides are feeling it's their core value yeah that's at stake you know i will not be told what to do by some higher authority mm-hmm. for some people is a core value but i think what what i always feel about being assertive or aggressive or whatever you choose like however you you know i'm working on being an assertive person not mm. an aggressive person but being assertive or aggressive whatever it ends up coming across as cuz mm. i can't control how you take me Right. That's on me. That's on you. Yeah. It all has consequences. Right? Right. So if I assertively feel that I don't want anyone in my home who's not vaccinated, mm-hmm. that has consequences for yeah. that. I might lose a friendship. I might, you know, have to have an uncomfort- uncomfortable conversation with someone. Mm-hmm. And the same thing with the person who, like, isn't vaccinated like they have to realize that what their decision also has consequences. Yes, yeah, exactly. And I think that's part of where there's drama in life, right? Because well, the, people don't there's drama and fear. Right? In, when in the decisions that are being made. Cuz now you're afraid of what's going to happen, but instead of going, okay, Logically, if I say this, this is likely going to happen. And I think that's where some conversational intelligence comes in, right? right? Because right. you know your are Like, I, not everybody that I interact with, but a lot of people that I interact with, I know how what I'm going to say is going to hit them. Yes. And so if I want to, if they're backing me in, for some, in some instances, there are some people who I will not assertively push my um, thoughts thoughts or opinions <laughs> or feelings or whatever. I don't, it's not a safe place and I'm not going to push no, that. And they're not worthy of. No, that. it's not worth the, it's not yeah. worth it. But if they're going to get into a conversation with me and back me into a corner mm-hmm. where they're saying this is right and this is right and this is right, I'm not going to just necessarily agree with them. No. So I think that is where the idea of conversational intelligence comes in because instead of being like you're you're finding a way to say things that allows you to enhance a relationship rather than having somebody get angry at you. Mm. So I think it's hard. I think it's hard. Oh, and, and I think COVID of anything, it's the same. It, it started with the sort of Donald Trump era mm-hmm. of thinking. And now COVID has further divided us because we've got the people who are now like because of the new variant are wanting to pull back. And we've got other people who aren't. And so respecting each other's decisions and respecting each other's. And then there's the hardness of some 
not somehow maybe not being able to completely respect somebody's decision not to vaccinate. Mm-hmm. Right. So and I'm not trying to start a big vaccination thing here, but I'm just saying that's where drama and fear come into all the decisions that we make. We're afraid of what other people are going to say to us, how it's going to impact them, whatever, instead of sitting back and saying, okay, if I make this decision, these are the possible consequences of that decision. Right. Rather than playing into drama, oh, that person is being mean to me or that person is treating me. No, I decided this and the... There's a possibility that some people are going to be really upset. Yeah. Well, and I've met some people who don't want vaccinations, but who are very civil about it. They don't force their views. And when they're around us, like they said, well, we can meet outside and wear masks so that we can at least have a visit. Mm -hmm. And they're like, is that okay with you? Yeah. So it's not they're pushing their agenda on me. It's like, I do want to stay connected, but these are, this is my... But the drama, tri- but the tra- drama triangle exists, right? We have the victim, we have yeah. the enabler, we have the, you know, like the perpetrator, the perpetrator, like there is, and and the person that's trying to rescue the situation, mm-hmm. like all everybody's playing a role in the drama. So if you step out mm-hmm. and just say, no, this is the decision I've made. This is where I'm at. Yeah. And I think it all comes down to the point that having courage for changing times means knowing yourself and coming to terms with who you are, what are your values, what do you believe, how far can you be pushed, and learning, I guess, one of the, um, you know, I'm skipping a little bit here, but the idea of um, allowing yourself to hear not just listen to, but hear a different perspective. Mm-hmm. Because there are people who... No, they have that. They have their... One perspective. Their blinders their, one, their are blinders up. on. And I mean, for, uh, for me, my experience with that has always been in a religious context where there's one way or to work. look at one or a work context, yeah. right? And so it's difficult. The, the courage comes in managing... Um, the people who are having the difficulty with flexibility and disruption, and how do you help people pivot and move forward? Well, and the hard thing is, they we not we might not be invited to right help them right right. And I mean, this is but where if there are people that you're connected to that you can't disconnect from for like work, it is about managing that relationship. Right, and just kind of saying, well, here's a whole bunch of things, options that are on the table. Here's some a whole bunch of ideas about that. Can we just talk about mm-hmm. different ways of approaching? Well, and the, the difference between you and me, like you've been in the leadership position where I've always been beside somebody. Like right. if, if it's at work, you think, of, like, you know, I haven't been somebody's leader, so I'm coaching alongside and prompting people to move forward and pivoting. And I think my most difficult times with changing were when I was changing something that I perceived to be unsafe. It wasn't just like, oh, well, I do things a little differently. No, it was than actually you. unsafe there for was children. Safety, and there were 
um, liability things mm -hmm. involved in it where I had to, and I found that the most difficult to help people find, like embrace that and pivot and move forward. I, yeah. I found that. Well, safety, that that comes down to the whole, like how do you get certain people to ever wear seat belts or mm -hmm. ever wear bicycle helmets? Yeah. Like. And in my case, right. I mean, I just ha felt that like, supervision schedules and wearing vests and carrying walkie-talkies and having EpiPens available on the playground. Like, I think most of the general public who would listen to this podcast would think, oh, yeah, those are no-brainers. Yeah, yeah, those are happening. They're just as many... They're not. Just as many people who are unwilling to vaccinate. There are teachers that are saying, oh, no, kids will be kids. We don't yeah. have to have walkie-talkies. You know, we don't have to be in that or corner the cluster, of the playground. Yeah, or the cluster of teachers at the front while all the kids are playing across yeah. the field. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and so those I found the most... Like, you would have thought that was a no-brainer, but then... When you, you know, and then my, the dilemma sometimes is you have to push for the thing that, that is the safety thing. But then when you also then go to try to change someone's mind pedagogically, now they're pissed at you because you've made <laughs> them wear a vest and carry a walkie talkie. And now they don't even want to yeah. engage in the other part. Right. So it's just. Back goes up, learning goes yeah. down. And so that whole idea of perspective. Well, I definitely think we're going to explore a lot more about this conversational intelligence. Yeah. I, I'm feeling, we have some questions here. I'm feeling like we don't have all the answers at all right now. No. And I think one of the things, though. Not that we ever aspire to. No. No. But I, I do think that one thing that I um, am going to use more in my interactions with people when I'm stuck in a corner uh, is to say to them, okay, I'm going to remove myself from this as me. And I'm just going to pretend I'm observing this conversation. Like, I'm going to literally take a totally different perspective on this. Not mm. me, I'm going to be standing outside of this and looking at the two of us and what our conversation. So it's almost like the third party looking down. Mm -hmm. And saying, you know, what, and let's, let's talk about what is really true about the conversation that we're having. Mm -hmm. Because there's my opinion, there's your opinion, and then there's somewhere in the middle, mm -hmm. there's actual reality and what is actually true. Right. And so, you know, seeking truth means that we have to courageously leave behind some of our old thinking about some things and our, you know, our why change is so hard, our set in our ways, feelings about things mm -hmm. and be open to what might be better or different or whatever, right? Yep. And so, I mean, I think overall for me, the goal is to create some kind of peace and balance in my life that allows me to live through situations with faith that I can get through it and make it and continue with my, what actually is my purpose in life. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I think this whole thing, this courage for changing times pushes us to engage in 
self-reflection and self-examination so that we know who we are and what i think once well i'm just thinking like of the people we socialize with and and hang out with um and who are honest about how they've gone through the last eight well two years now almost um like you see that when they're honest they're able to say you know i i have fear or i uh you know I have been afraid, but now I'm at peace. I've arrived at a place where I'm at peace with this, or I've achieved some sense of balance, you know, and then we get another wave of the pandemic, whatever. And And so then we all kind of go, but then those people that, you know, we can, we can see them settling back down into balance and into peace and other people still not. Right. And the and, spinning just And continues. they don't always make the same decisions no. as we do about anything. And no. I. And well, and we. And even pre- decisions as they made through the previous issues mm-hmm. or change. No. And I mean, and I mean, it's right. It's like evaluating your own level of what is worth the risk for you, right? Yeah. And, and everybody has to kind of evaluate that based on. Mm-hmm. on themselves but i i do think that this whole discussion about courage for changing times means that you have to know your purpose know your values mm-hmm. know who you are and i if i think of the people that um are weathering all this kind of the best they are the people that i would consider that they are um you know, that they have their own set of like kind of inner values and peace right. and they know themselves and their, mm-hmm. their, their behavior is consistent across time. And, you know, they're, they're not experiencing the and ups and downs and roller coasters and all no, that sort of stuff extent, to or, the same yeah. extent. But well, I'm really want to invite the listeners to let us know what changes they've been courageous through and what changes they're they think they might be facing other than the pandemic and global warming and the economy well, and I but also just think but at a more at a more you know personal scale what kind of i mean my biggest challenges change... are are they going through that they have found they have taken you know some of their core values and and are are gritting are bearing or getting their bearings and ready to to ride the wave yeah, but I also just feel like um, it doesn't it doesn't necessarily happen that way because it just depends on the thing. And yeah. every time you're hit with something that is a big change, you have to figure it out because one kind of change can't be dealt with the, the same way. As, no, I know right? what you like, mean. No. But I think every time you like push your way through change, mm-hmm. You're, you become firmer and more established in who you are and what your values are. If you are willing to kind of step outside of yeah. yourself, do some reflection, take on some different perspectives, and not play into the drama mm-hmm. that is swirling, usually swirling all around us. I mean, I have made that mistake a lot of times is to just get involved in the drama of things instead of just being like 
What? I haven't made the mistake of starting the drama. Yeah. No. Well, they, well, I think that's true <laughs> not, of all of us. just that. So, um, I don't know. I think it's an in- interesting discussion. I think courage is um, the ability to say that you're really hurt or that you're really sad or that you're going through something to the right people. Mm-hmm. And to listen to other I think courage is also about being vulnerable to people who deserve your vulnerability but also be really willing to step outside yourself and look at different perspectives and be make a commitment to moving forward Mm -hmm. I am not going to be stuck I recognize I'm stuck I'm not going to be stuck I'm going to move forward and I'm going to figure this out so, yeah, I, I think that's, uh, we'll certainly be back talking about, I've got a bunch of new uh, sort of discussions to have, but I hope that in kind of asking some of these questions, it helps you to, um, first of all, recognize that these are really changing times, mm-hmm. I feel. And uh, now, like for you in January, you're back into lockdown. Yep teaching from home again and so you know how do you use the words that you say and the things that you do to bring peace and light and balance not into your life but only into your life but into yeah, the, the lives, lives of, of those my students you. and uh, yeah so anyway so courage for changing times on january 15th we're going to come back and we're going to do a topic review i'm going to go through my 55 podcasts and i'm going to go through our well her 55 slash some of my 55 podcasts and we're going to come up with our 10 best and then we'll compare them so that's what next time is going to be like but um thanks for joining us today on no room for phonies to talk about courage for changing times why has change so hard (laughs) 